Hi, this is Brent White, and welcome back to my podcast. Listen, I know that our nation, our world, is facing some challenging times with the ongoing threat of COVID-19. Tacoa First United Methodist Church, like all churches, will not be gathering live for worship this Sunday. But we are offering online worship starting at 8.30. You can access that worship service on our church YouTube channel and also on our church Facebook page. You can get more information about how to do that at our website, which is tacoafirstumc.org. In the meantime, I'm going to be offering daily devotionals, at least during the week on this channel. And of course, my family jokes that if the devotional is over 15 minutes, it's no longer a devotional. It's a sermon. What can I say? I'm a preacher. I like to talk. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Anyway, I hope you enjoy what follows. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Even more importantly, God is going to bring us through this crisis. We're going to be okay because God is taking care of us. I want you to believe that. Anyway, I love you. I'll see you soon. Good evening, Tacoa First family. Welcome back. This is the fourth installment of this series of videos that I'm doing, which I'm calling the Tacoa First Family Devotional. And I've entitled this episode, Prayer is Easy, which is probably some irony there because I'm speaking as someone who in the past has not found prayer to be easy. And of course, I still struggle with prayer, and maybe you do too, but I want this I want this episode to encourage you because I have found over the years too often that when so-called experts or well-meaning pastors or Bible teachers talk about prayer, I often end up feeling, I don't know, intimidated and ashamed and discouraged. So I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to be encouraged. And I'm going to read the Lord's Prayer. We're going to keep on looking at the Lord's Prayer. But this time, I'm going to read the version that's found in Luke's gospel, which Jesus gave his disciples in a somewhat different context than the one that we find in Matthew chapter 6. And I'm also going to read a very short parable, which I'm just going to touch on tonight, that follows the prayer. We'll talk more about the, that wonderful parable uh, in a future episode. So let me read this scripture. This is from Luke chapter 11. Verses 1 to 8. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, 
Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Well, um, I also wanted to look at the Lord's Prayer from the Gospel of Luke because Luke, in my opinion, is a treasure trove on the subject of prayer. For instance, we find out from, from Luke's Gospel so much more about the, the prayer life of Jesus himself than we do in the other Gospels. Let me give you some examples. Um, for instance, we learn, um, well, all four Gospels describe the Spirit descending on Jesus when he's baptized by John in the Jordan River, but only Luke adds the detail that the Spirit came upon Jesus while he was praying. Matthew, Mark, and Luke each describe Jesus' call of the 12 disciples, but only Luke's gospel tells us that Jesus had been up all night praying the night before he called them. Matthew, Mark, and Luke each describe Peter's great confession of Jesus as the Messiah, but only Luke tells us that this happened after Jesus had been praying off by himself. And again, those same three Gospels describe the transfiguration, but only Luke tells us that this miracle occurred while Jesus was praying. All four Gospels describe Peter's three denials of Christ on the night that he was arrested. But only Luke tells us that because Jesus prayed for Peter in advance, Peter's faith did not ultimately fail, and he would go on to do remarkable, amazing, miraculous things for the kingdom. Luke emphasizes the priority that Jesus places on prayer and shows Jesus doing it again and again and again. And here's what I want us to consider. Jesus was God in the flesh. He was fully human and fully God He was the only begotten son of the father. He was perfect and sinless in every way. He enjoyed a more, much more, infinitely more intimate relationship with his father than than any human being who ever lived. Yet when he walked on earth, he needed to rely on prayer the same way that you and I do. Doesn't it go without saying that if even the perfect, sinless, only begotten Son of God needed to pray to his Father, how much more do we sinners need to pray? Yet as you hear these words, many of you, perhaps most of you, are feeling convicted or guilty. Prayer is hard for me, you might say. I know I don't pray enough. My prayer life isn't anywhere close to what it should be. And I get it. And I I said a couple of things on Tuesday about some of the challenges that I had back when I was in college 30 years ago. I, 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 I became convinced that I wasn't praying correctly. 
For instance, I, I was taught back then, and I'm sure many of you have been taught this, that listening to God is the most important part of prayer. And listening to God happens to take a long time. And back when I was in college, I, I thought to myself, well, if I don't have time to listen to God, maybe I shouldn't pray right now. And uh, I often found that I wasn't praying later when I had more time, or I found that I just never seemed to have enough time to listen to God. Well, um, let's look again at the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is telling us disciples that this is a perfect prayer for us. It's a, a perfect, we, we can pray it you know, on its own, of course, uh, but, but even more importantly, we can pray it um, as a model or we can use it as a model to guide our own prayers. This is what good prayer looks like, Jesus says. And if this is what prayer looks like, please notice that there's nothing here about listening for God. It looks like, according to Jesus, that prayer is all about speaking to God. It's communication with God in one direction only, from us human beings to God. Prayer is speaking to God. And if you look at this short parable that I read immediately after Jesus gives us this prayer, a parable that's meant to communicate something important about prayer, it seems like prayer isn't even about speaking. In this case, it's more about shouting because this, this friend this goes to his neighbor at midnight and he desperately needs his neighbor to get him some bread because of some unexpected company that came at night and he didn't have any and it was urgent and he just kept shouting and knocking and banging on the door, please get me bread. And notice this guy is not even, he's not listening at all. Because if he were listening to his neighbor inside the house, he would hear his neighbor say, go away. I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to get up out of bed and wake the kids and to, in order to rustle around and get you some bread. Forget about it. He doesn't even seem to hear that. Instead, he just keeps knocking and shouting for help until he does get the help that he needs. My point is that prayer is talking to God, not listening to God. But the moment I say this, I know I'm bound to be misunderstood. Do not hear me say for a moment that listening to God isn't also incredibly important. By all means, we need to listen to God. My only point is listening is not praying. You can call it illumination. You can call it revelation, but it's not praying. In fact, the main way that any of us disciples of Jesus listen to God is how? <laughs> we listen to God by reading and studying and meditating upon the word that God gave us. I have heard over the years many times people complain. They say, oh, if only I heard a word from God. If only God would speak to me. I'm sorry. God has spoken to you. 
And he's given you and me about 750,000 words right here in this book. And when we read it deliberately and, and, uh, and sincerely, the Holy Spirit does something amazing through it. The Holy Spirit enables us to apply these words to our lives and to whatever situations or challenges or, or circumstances that we're facing at that moment. So listening to God is incredibly important, but the main way we do it is through the Bible. Um, okay. Of course, um, one other thing that you've heard is that, you know, you should take a lot of time to pray. And I've already said that I was having a hard time finding, you know, the time because, you know, prayer time should last a while. But look again at the Lord's prayer here. (laughs) This is the model prayer. This is the ideal prayer. And you can see for yourself, it's very short. (laughs) Um, Is Jesus wrong to give us this very short prayer to follow as a model? Or is this prayer, you know, is this good enough? And, And I would say that Jesus, of course, is not wrong. He knows what he's talking about. And we can pray short prayers. And even short prayers can be really good prayers. And of course, we should pray as often as we can throughout the day. And, and we, should, we should have a, a, what, what, what we might call an attitude of prayer constantly, you know, in our heads, being able to pray as, as, as our day, um, you know, uh, uh, enables us to do so. Um, that's, um, that's what Paul talks about when he talks about, you know, praying without ceasing. And that's, that's of course, uh, really important. But I also don't want you to worry if you believe that your prayers are selfish or self-centered. I would urge you to pray those prayers anyway. Don't worry right now so much about the content of your prayers. Just tell the Lord what's on your heart. Our Father wants to hear from you. And he wants to hear from you far more than he wants to hear you pray perfect prayers. Let me repeat that. Our Father wants to hear from you far more than he wants to hear you pray perfect prayers. As a final encouragement, Let me read the first part of Lamentations chapter 2, verse 19. Arise, cry out in the night at the beginning of the night watches. Pour out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. Pour out your heart like water. There is an English preacher from the 19th century, perhaps the greatest English-speaking preacher of the, of the 19th century, Charles Spurgeon. And he was reflecting on this verse about pouring out your heart like water before the presence of the Lord. And he asks, how does water pour out? The quickest way it can, that's all. It never thinks much about how it runs. That is the way the Lord loves to have our prayers pour out before him. Every morning when you wake up, if you're like me, I bet you have something heavy on your heart, something that's making you feel anxious or afraid, stressed out, 
worried. Before you get out of bed, pour it out to the Lord. Before you, before you do anything else, will you just talk to your father about it? Pour it out before the Lord. He wants to hear from you. Father, we thank you that you are so eager to hear from us. And we know that whenever we pray, we need a lot of grace because we're never going to do it right. (laughs) But that's okay. But that's okay because um, you still want to hear from us. And right now, a lot of us need to pray to you because we're worried and anxious. We're stressed out. We're afraid of so many things right now. We're afraid, gosh, about the the coronavirus itself. We're afraid about the economy. We're afraid about our job security. We're afraid of, gosh, this this world we live in is, is just suddenly so different from the world of two or three weeks ago. And we need your guidance. We need your comfort. We need your peace. And we pray for that right now. Amen.